You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're listening to the E2C Network podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com War Eagle everybody and welcome to Boom Tracker. Your source for Auburn Tiger recruiting news and updates. Part of the E2C Network. I'm your host Dallas Ham, and I'm joined by the other host of this show. My friend, my brother, and my uh, again, co-host. The one and only Mr. Justin Hosser. What is up, J-Ho? Yo, yo, what's up, Dallas? Welcome, everyone. War Eagle, good morning, good afternoon, or good night. Whenever you're listening to us, thanks for joining. We've got quite a show for you today, and uh, we're about to get it going. So, Dallas, I'm ready, man. Are you ready to do this thing? I'm ready. It feels like it's been forever because we both had to do solo shows because we had stuff come up, and that was weird. Yeah, there there was a couple weeks there where we, we missed each other. And I'm not just saying that we missed each other with recording, but we actually, we really missed each other. We, I, I, it was fun doing a show by myself, but man, I don't feel whole unless I've got my boy D Ham with me. And you know, not only did we miss each other a couple of weeks, but I want to say this is probably the first first episode that we've done uh, before a football game that's not really a huge football game. We've, we that's did one probably for, correct. Yeah, we did one before um, the Oregon game. For the Florida, LSU, and now we got Samford. I know you did a bye week show, but now we got Samford coming up. So that's true. I did do a bye week show. Um, but th- that's if you listen to the episode that I did by myself, it you could tell that I missed you because it sounded throughout the whole episode like I was crying. Um, and, and listen, I, I want to go on record today to tell everybody, not, not that I'm ashamed to, to cry. Um, I could have been crying, but I actually ate a spicy Popeye's chicken sandwich and I immediately Ooh. recorded after, and it was like terribly hot to me for some reason. Um, and so I, I found myself sniffling and like having to mask, like me oh. swallowing because my throat was so messed up. Um, so it literally sounded the whole episode like I was crying, Justin. It did. And you told me about that. I listened to it and I was like, wow. But two things about that. One, I haven't got to try the Popeye's spicy chicken sandwich. We don't have one here in Wilmington. I'm a little bummed out about it. Uh, we did recently open up a chicken salad chick here. And I've been probably 14 times in the last 15 days. That's a big um, win. Yeah, including twice one day and then obviously not on Sundays. But the other thing about that, when you're talking about your your sniffles, and you know what, I don't want to give the guy too much, in, I don't want to give him a bunch of airtime. I don't want to give him a shout out or anything, but man, Feinbaum last Friday on his show was struggling. I know there's other people who heard that, and it seemed like every two or three seconds he was sniffling and coughing, and I was just like, man, is this a joke? Like, this is, this sounds really, really rough. Poor guy. <laughs> eh. 
not too much not too much pity from me but it, it was... i have no sympathy either i was just joking yeah he's something else i, I have pity for myself when i do it but yeah i have pity for myself when i have to listen to fine bomb because there's nothing else on tv wow what a dread yeah um but yeah so that happened uh and so just wanted to clear the air there that spicy chicken sandwich if you're not careful will make you sound like you're crying if you want to record a podcast immediately after eating it um but let's talk about recruiting for a little bit and we'll have some fun on today's show um but we want to kind of we got a lot to talk about because we've been you know we did our solo shows and that kind of messed us up a little bit but um i want to touch on something to start with that we haven't even mentioned since our show's been live and running um softball had a big signing class man um yep 2020 uh, recruiting cycle has ended for the softball period and Auburn inked the number four class in the country. Um, And that is big because, you know, there for a while, you know, Auburn was very successful in softball and I was, I'll go on record. I really love softball. I really do. Um, I enjoy watching that. And just to have a good softball team after kind of being non-existent for a while there, it used to be, you could walk into an Auburn softball game for free all the time back in the day. And now you can't hardly find a ticket. Um, Normally it's standing room only now. And, you know, now that, you know, Mickey Dean is our head coach, you know, we kind of, we kind of backslid a little bit, Um, but we were still hanging in there. And now, I don't know. It just seems like kind of maybe things are starting to look up a little bit for us. I hope, Um, especially when you, signed the number four class in the country I was looking and it looked to me like we had a better kind of had a better signing class than Oklahoma did by mar by a little margin there and uh of course they got the number one recruit in the country and I think we actually signed the number two recruit in the country but um Mickey Dean and his staff they they reap the benefits of heavy recruiting efforts um this recruiting cycle as we signed eight student athletes um and out of those eight, they are loaded in championship experience, Justin, and uh, they're going to round out one of the top recruiting classes in the country. Uh, Mickey Dean went on record to say that we're excited about our 2020 class. It is loaded with speed, power, versatility, and strong pitching. They have each played at a high level of softball and won several championships. We look forward to their arrival and bright future at Auburn. Um, this year's softball signing class features infielder Denver Bryant, as well as Sidney Cox and Michaela Packer, who both can play the middle infield and in the outfield. And rounding out the class is outfielders Rena Felici, Paige Garrity, and Kelsey Schmidt, and pitchers Shelby Lowe and Madison Penta. Um, big time news for softball, and I'm looking forward to hopefully getting back to Oklahoma City. Yeah, absolutely, Dallas. That was that was a good good piece there. Auburn softball. I, I would probably put it uh, football is my favorite sport to follow and watch. Basketball is probably second. But for the last, I don't know, seven, eight years, Auburn softball has been so fun to watch. And part of it, obviously, is that they're so competitive and they've had a ton of success while they were under Clint Myers. But, you know, Coach Mickey Dean has got some good things going for Auburn softball. And, you know, I think he's a guy that can probably lead us back to the women's college world series in Oklahoma city. So that's really exciting. Really awesome. There sounds like there's some pretty good names. Some uh, Denver what was her last name. Denver. Yeah. Denver Bryant, Denver Bryant, man, that is such a good name. Like that's such an athlete name. 
I love it. I love uh, when someone has the name of a city. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, yeah. Kind of like, I don't know, the one that's uh, talking right now. Yeah, kind of like Dallas or Denver, Phoenix. Phoenix, he's from Texas. Yeah, Phoenix um, is cool. So that, that's awesome, man. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. You know, I think that Mickey Dean really is – I think he's a, a good coach. You know, he had a really – he had a really solid record at, at James Madison. And um, it seems to me like he can recruit and uh, he's putting together a good, a good staff to do that at Auburn. And, uh, you know, I, I, I've, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I think a lot of people that really just are around the Auburn culture believe this, you know, it, it while, yeah, we, we want the wins and everything. I ultimately also want somebody who, who really treats the program with character as well. And I, you know, as far as I know, he does that. He's a good ambassador for us, and I hope that he always will be. Um, and I think the wins kind of come in with that as well. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing his success um, kind of grow at Auburn, and I'm hoping that, that it will do that so he'll be able to stay around and, and continue to kind of to show what he's got for our program. Um, kind of on that same note with baseball, uh, as they're kind of similar in sport, um, yeah, let's go Auburn. around the horn. Yeah, um, Auburn picked up a big commitment this week from a uh, former TCU commit, Cole Foster. Um, he's a big-time shortstop middle infielder out of Plano, Texas. Um, and interestingly about him, Justin, um, and Drew and Peter might probably know this better than anybody, um, he dates Auburn soccer freshman forward slash midfielder Sydney Richards, who is also from Plano, Texas. And, you know, I'm wondering if she might not have had a little bit of hand in that one. Well, she might have. She, you know, those 18-year-old 18 18 boys, they, they seem to get influenced pretty heavily by the ladies. So, you know, good for them. That's awesome. They're going to be coming to the Plains and, and competing on, um, you know, baseball and softball, respectively. So that's that's really cool. I think that's really cool for them. Hey, they got that – uh they got that pretty girl on their arm and, you know, they think they got to, they got to follow them. And in this case, I'm happy. Um, that's a power couple there, man. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he go, he can go watch her kick the soccer ball around and she can come see him slap some home runs. I mean, you know, it's, it's good. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's, I mean, that's, that's awesome. And, you know, couples with light goals, they seem to be able to kind of propel each other to, you know, great, great lakes so that's that's really cool to hear about and they're going to the best darn university in the country so congratulations to cole for his commitment to auburn and uh i'm looking forward to seeing him use that slapstick a little bit to uh knock some over the the green monster out there because the kid can hit absolutely that's that's uh definitely looking forward to that and you said uh you said that he was 2019 first team all-american when we were talking earlier as well so. Yes, yes, sir. He was uh, an All-American, underclassman All-American um, in 2019, first teamer. So the guy's a stud, man. He can. He's pitched a, a very little bit um, in some high-level tournaments, competitions. But I mean, the guy throws 90 plus miles an hour at 18 years old. You know, the the sky is is the limit with a kid like that. So um, seems to be a very talented kid. So we're really gracious that he was able to to get swooned over to the plains. Absolutely. Love, love coach Butch Thompson and what he's doing with our program. Um, let's, uh, 
let's throw it over to your wheelhouse a little bit. We just wanted to get that knocked out right off the bat with those two sports. Um, let's throw it over to your wheelhouse in the basketball area. All right. Nice uh, alley-oop there for me. I'm about to slam it down. Uh, before we get going on basketball, guys, like let's just you know talk about one of the members of the family real quick. Marquise Daniels was involved in an automobile accident uh, this past Saturday. Um, not a lot of details on, on what had happened or the extent of his injuries. Uh, Bruce Pearl has mentioned that, um, all signs are seeming to indicate a, a positive trend on, on that injury. So Marquise Daniels, you know, a guy who has been with Auburn over the last couple of years, director of player development. Um, he seems to be like a character that is done really well for some of the aspiring professional basketball players that are playing at Auburn. So, um, you know, we just want to send our well wishes, positive vibes, prayers, whatever it is that you believe in, you know, send those to towards Marquise and, and let's hope for a, a speedy recovery. Let's get him back on the bench. Uh, yeah. I, when I saw that, you know, it's always a scary thing, especially for, I, I mean, Auburn people in general, because of the past few years, what we've been through in terms of, I guess, tragedy of, of losing people, I guess that really mean a lot to us. Um, whether that's directly or indirectly. Um, and so it was kind of scary to see that he had been involved in an accident. And But we're we're praising the Lord today that he is healthy and he's going to be okay and that he was ultimately spared. And, um, you know, I, everybody out there, just please be careful on the roads. Um, you never know what might jut out in front of you. You've always got to be defensive. And so we're just – we're thankful today for Marquise and, and what he does for our university and, and the ambassador that he's always been for our program. And we're thankful that he's okay. So uh, good looking out Marquise. And, uh, you know, we're very thankful that you're still here with us. Amen. So anyway, so let's keep it rolling with uh basketball and, and that's kind of your wheelhouse. Um, let you kind of go through it. And, and uh, we got some big time news on, on the basketball side of things. So you'll, uh, you'll kind of update us there. Yeah, guys, Auburn basketball, man, 2019 was so fun. It getting to the final four for the first time ever, just running through some blue bloods and just kind of making, you know, making a name for ourselves. Guys, this year, it seems like it's going to be just as fun. We're off to a five and no start. We're off to a hot start. I think this is the first time Bruce Pearl is, Started out 5-0 and at Auburn. Um, we played in the Veterans Classic in Annapolis, Maryland. We took down Davidson, who, you know, Davidson, they, they don't have Steph Curry, but they're a basketball school. They've, you know, up in, up in North Carolina. Um, you know, so we took them down. We're currently playing in, it seems like a probably a weird setup for most people. It's the Legends Tournament, Legends Classic. I don't know exactly what it's called, but um, we play a couple home games. So the um the, the Colgate game was part of that and then um we've also got University of New Mexico coming up in Brooklyn at the Barclays Center if things go well which I'm expecting they do we will take on the winner of Wisconsin and Richmond so it's probably going to be Wisconsin I think that would be huge for Auburn to be able to put um a W next to a team from the Big 10 kind of boost that resume you know a few years ago it was like we need as many wins against these big names as we can get to try and get to the tournament guys. Now it is expected. We are going to compete. We are going to compete for an sec championship, 
both regular and tournament. We're going to compete for a high seed in the NCAA tournament. And, off, and right now, uh, Samir Dowdy, what has gotten into you? You're on fire. You're making you're making people look silly. You're you're snatching souls. You're catching bodies. Um, you know, Dallas wanted to mention too. Like, remember, those guys have families. That guy had a family, Justin. That's. I mean, he made that guy look silly early on in the game. Good grief, man! That dude had a family. Well, he crossed him up. He put him on the ground. He was like, "Well, I'll take this completely wide open three. Chucks up a three ball. Puts his hands up. Turns around, looking at the crowd. Like, yeah, I know it's going in. I don't know how much Bruce loved that, but um, Nick and, Young, who? <laughs> yeah, Swaggy Samir. Um, Swaggy P. <laughs> Swaggy but, Samir. But he looks like he's taking that leadership role. He looks like he's going to be the the offensive threat. He's got some leadership qualities. Like, man, I I think he's uh, Isaac Okoro is is phenomenal. Uh, some of the other younger guys, Austin Wiley looks pretty good. Um, I'm still waiting for Austin Wiley to go on like a 10, 15 game stretch where he averages like 22 and 20 and, and hits some free throws. Um, so, you know, still looking forward to that. But, you know, the team looks very well-rounded. Bruce Pearl teams are always going to play tough, play fast, play hard for him. Um, and Bruce is going to coach his butt off. So positive things. Good things ahead for Auburn basketball. We're, we're, we're still trending upward, and it's, it's a great time to be an Auburn Tiger. Yeah, I think so. I agree. I think you said it best with the recap of so far how that's how basically last year has transitioned to this year. And then, you know, now that we're into the season this year, we're looking ahead, as you always do in the recruiting world. You have to look ahead to who you're going to bring in to fill the gap when some of these players leave. And so, we had a big week earlier in the week um, with recruiting and the signing class. Um, and I'll kind of let you take that over to start. Yeah. So, guys, we all know about Sharif Cooper. We, Dallas and I, lost a lot of sleep over over Sharif. And it was well worth it. Um, I'm, I'm fine running on like seven hours of sleep a week anyway. But um, so Sharif fully committed Sharif has been like we mentioned in a couple couple episodes ago that he is probably Auburn's biggest basketball recruiter right now he's calling other guys saying hey let's go let's join the squad we've got some some big things going he's the number 22 player in the class I believe he's the number two or three point guard but you know number two or three according to scouts you know but he's number one in our hearts um we've also got as Dallas calls him, and I think I said that he reminds me a lot of myself, but the White Mamba, White Mamba or Red Mamba? White Mamba, bro. White, white Mamba, Red Mamba, Scalabrini. My bad. <laughs> yeah. um, so he is signed. Sharif is, I, did Sharif sign also? I think he's yeah, signed. Sharif, Sharif yeah. signed, and he's the highest rated signee in Auburn basketball history. Yes, sir. He certainly is. And um, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about it, but he might be joined with another top rated Auburn commit of all time later in the, later in the year, maybe early next year. Oh, um, what's that? I said, Oh, Oh, won't he do it? Let's, let's see. Let's find out. Um, Justin Powell, number one player out of Kentucky shooting guard. This dude can stroke the ball. He's got, I, I was watching some film on him just doing a, a little shoot around, a little practice, doing some drills and whatnot. Man, he's athletic. He gets rid of the ball so quick. 
if you don't have a hand in his face, he's going to knock down the three. He's going to knock down that elbow jumper. Justin Powell, the real deal. White Mamba, get excited for him. And then just over this past weekend, some really big news. We've been talking about this guy for the last couple months. Chris Moore out of Arkansas. He was uh, a big muscleman target. He's um, the number 126 player in the in the country. Power forward Chris Moore committed on November 16th. So um, the class right now is looking looking pretty stout. Um, Bruce Pearl's best class since he's been at Auburn was the number 12 ranked team. We've last year's class was uh, number 14. Um, so you know Isaac Okoro and Turbo and Baba Tunde and, and those guys number 14 class. But this is looking like you know we get one more guy in this class. Um, we'll we'll talk about who we might think that who we may think that that will be. Um, but we get one more guy in this class, and this is going to be probably next season will probably be Bruce Pearl's most talented class that he's had at Auburn. So while we're talking about trending upward and, you know, all these positive things, there's so much more in the future and we're going to keep getting better. And we're going to start being one of those teams that instead of, you know, every three, four years, we're able to get something going. We're going to in rebuilding, we're going to be one of those teams that is going to just reload and reload and reload. So I'm super excited about this class. Um, I think that, you know, just with those three guys, it's putting us in a top 15 nationally ranked class. Um, you know, any addition that we get at this point is just going to be uh, straight gravy, icing on the cake, whatever you want to say. It's just going to help out and, and kind of put us over the top and just, like I said, let us start reloading instead of rebuilding. Yeah, and I think, you know, the I say this and I don't want – listen – I'm, I'm, I know you're a big Bryce Brown fan. I'm a big Bryce Brown fan. Bryce I know, Brown. I know a lot of people that I, that we're friends with that are friends of this show love Bryce Brown. Um, you know, it was funny to see the like, I guess you'd say the progression of how this worked because back when I was growing up, um, Tay Waller was the shooter at Auburn. Like there had, I mean there there had been some shooters at Auburn, but Tay Waller could shoot the lights out of out of beard eaves. And um, so he was like, wow, when I'd go to watch Tay Waller, like he had the weirdest shot too. He would, when he got the ball in the corner, he would be behind the goal. Like he would be behind the backboard. And it like when he would shoot, the ball would curve from around the back of the backboard and it would just go in the net. Um, And I don't know, it just worked. And he, like he, like I said, he could shoot the lights out of the Coliseum over there. And so then Bryce Brown, years later, he comes and he's just shooting the lights out of Auburn Arena. And, like, we're, I mean, sometimes he would, you know, go on his little tangent of being hot and sometimes he might get a little cold, but, like, that's everybody. But, like, I mean, he was the next big thing in terms of shooting at Auburn. And now Justin Powell, dude, he is smooth. Like, he might he might end up being that next, you know, big time shooter at Auburn um and it's like you said he can score from anywhere like he can score from inside but boy when he gets hot from three that joker can shoot man yes sir he certainly can um like I said watching watching stuff on him there's not really a weakness in his offensive game you know he even gets to the boards on offense and um he's got some some decent hands he can get other teammates involved I think uh last year in the the Nike eyeball tournament, EYBL circuit um, 
averaged, uh, I want to say, like just under three assists a game, but shot 55% from beyond the arc. Like this, this guy can definitely stroke. He's going to be an elite perimeter shooter. Um, you know, and I just want to, let's i just want to talk about bryce brown for a second he was such a good defender also so he was able to create so many of his shots off of um transition balls and um so i think that that's where justin powell has got some room to grow i don't think he's as quick as bryce but getting his shot up yeah he's definitely able to get it up and like i said anywhere from anywhere once you cross that logo he's a threat he's got size on him too six five 180 pounds he's uh he's not like shabby on size so that that'll definitely help, I think, on the court, especially at the collegiate level. And so, um, white mamba man, the white boy getting after it, shooting lights out of the gym. Yes, sir. And just to kind of round back to what we we're talking about, all three of those guys have signed. Those guys are locked and loaded. They've inked it, but put their uh, paper pen to the paper, however you want to say it. They're they are Auburn guys, and some some people to get really excited about. Pumped up, man. Pumped up. Um, so with that, you know, you had mentioned that, you know, if we if we were to only sign Justin Powell, Sharif Cooper, Chris Moore, you know, we've got a very solid class built up. We will possibly have Bruce Pearl's best class since he's been at Auburn. Um, but there's still room for a couple guys to join in the fun if they want to. Um, and you know, if if we get some of those guys, then the class is going to jump even higher up in the rankings and we will have a better shot of being an even better team come next season. Um, and one of those guys that you and I have talked about frequently because he is um, higher up on the ranking board over Sharif Cooper. Sharif Cooper was just exciting by himself anyway. But um, Jalen Green, you know, you and I have talked about him a lot on this show. Um, he put out earlier this week, or, or not, he didn't, but somebody had published an article about him um, where he had went on record to say that he wants to be a veterinarian. Um, and hey, just right off the top of my head, dude, there is one school in particular that has a mighty fine veterinarian program. Yeah, I'm not too sure about USC, uh, Memphis, Oregon, Florida State, but I've heard that Auburn's got a pretty good veterinarian program. One of the best, man. Let's go. That's awesome. I think that helps us a lot. Yeah, and it's it's interesting, too, because there is some talk about Jalen potentially going overseas and, and kind of foregoing the whole collegiate process. Right. Um, but it's, you know, it sounds like the guy really is committed to getting a good education, and that's that's really cool. And that's uh, that's not something that you hear from all of these, you know, potential lottery picks as sixteen, seventeen, eighteen year olds. So, you know, that's really awesome. And you know, it sounds to me like it sounds to me like Jalen Green is an Auburn man. I don't know. Just... I think so too. I think he's a pretty sharp guy from what it sounds like. And so if he if he's wanting to be a vet, I would probably, I mean, just out of, I know it sounds biased, but even though it does, I mean, if you're going to go to vet school, man, Auburn definitely has one of the best vet schools in the country. And so that kind of bodes well for the Tigers and Bruce Pearl there. Yeah. And again, I don't, I don't know about those other schools. I, and I, I hope I don't, I hope there's not someone listening saying like, what are you, what are you talking about? Florida State, Oregon, whatever. One of these schools are the top ranked veterinarians. 
Okay, fine. But Auburn is a great veterinarian program. And Yo, we're an everything school, Justin. Yes, sir. And I think you had mentioned in the group chat that he needs to take a little walk, a little stroll through the Raptor Center. Ooh, the truth. So that's Let's really see cool, them man. birds. Yes, sir. Those birds of prey are something else, man. Tell you what. And you said that he had pushed his commitment date back as well. Yes. So Jalen, um, there was his his he's had an interesting recruiting um process. He like I said, he there was some talk of him testing the um overseas waters. Overseas waters, that sounds redundant. Um <laughs> testing that out and then I believe his dad came out and said, No, Jalen is going to college. And now it's sounding like he I, – I still think that he'll be a lottery pick after his freshman year. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it, he's – so he had a Christmas Day penciled in as his commitment date. But now um, something came out. I read something somewhere this week that said that he's pushing that back. So we're probably looking at uh, maybe a mid-January or, or, or maybe even a February signing day. Uh, kind of commitment guy so Jalen's recruiting process is not quite finished there's still some work to be to be done um, you know but I think that's that that plays well for Auburn because I like we've talked about on so many episodes is that get these guys to Auburn the more time you spend in Auburn you're gonna fall in love with it drink that tumor's lemonade you know roll some trees like let's let's do this thing and uh, we'll wait yeah that's we'll fine. wait on that you know, give him his time, and uh, you know, we might we might have to uh, we might have to stay up. You know, take take night duty again, me and you. Eh, I got sleeping bags still, so I'm I'm Let's down. Go. All right, so there's that, and uh, one more Jalen to talk about. I'll let you kind of touch base on him. Uh, he he would round out the class nicely as well as uh, Jalen Williams. Yeah, Jalen Williams is the number seventy player in the country, depending on where you look. Whenever we whenever we throw out these ranking numbers, there's you know multiple different sites that both you and I kind of rely on to get our information from. Sure. Um, so depending on where you look, he's I mean he's definitely a top one hundred player, four star guy. He is six foot nine inches, two hundred thirty pounds, so he's a little slender for a center. Um, a lot of crystal balls. I think all the all the crystal balls right now, all of them, are projecting for him to sign with uh, Musselman over at Arkansas. But I don't think that we should rule him out. I think that he's, you know, he he definitely is still warm on Auburn, and we've talked about that before too. But um, he's warm on Auburn. He's got a good feel for Auburn. I don't have um, you know a visit date in front of me, so I'm not sure if he's got that lined up. I, I think he might actually. Um, Anyway, Jalen Williams out of Northside High School in Fort Smith, Arkansas. This dude's this dude's a stud. He's a four star guy. He's and and I think that if things don't um, you know fall through with another center or or even a, another power forward guy, um, I think that he's a guy who we might really really focus in on. And you know who knows, Jalen Jalen could be we could have two more Jalens in this class, and that would be really cool. And that would be that would give Auburn. Um, I would probably give, you know, if we were able to sign both of those Jalen's green and Williams, uh, watch out. We're going to, we're going to have a top five class. Let it be known that the boom tracker boys have all the room in the world for all the Jalen's in our life that we could possibly fit. Absolutely. Give us all, all of the Jalen's, all the Jalen's we want them all. Um, and you know, like we've talked about so many times about Sharif Cooper is that 
he gets so many players involved. And I saw somewhere there's a comparison, an NBA comparison, and his NBA comparison is Chris Paul. Chris Paul's never been a guy, I mean, at any given time, he's able to light up the scoreboard and put some points up himself, but he's been a guy who is always known to get his teammates involved. So that's got to be appealing and attracting for these other guys who, you know, they want to put up points. You know, a center, power forward, shooting guards, like they're they're about their bucket. And Sharif is a very unselfish guy. And so I think that, um, you know, him being so solid on Auburn and, and signing with Auburn, I think that that's something that a lot of these other guys are going to take into consideration when they're making their decision. I like them boys to be about them buckets. Bryce Brown. Anyway, so, so <laughs> the 2020 class right now, in the SEC, we're ranked third, and in the NCAA, we're ranked 12th. Like I mentioned before, Bruce's top class at Auburn to date was the number 12 class, and I think I was in his third season at Auburn. Um, this is shaping up to be Bruce's best, most talented team that he's had. And guys, we've done so much with so much less. So, you know, again, one last thing about Bryce Brown, he was the number 369 player in his class and the guy was the number two all-time three-point shooter career three-point shooter in the sec number one for the single season record you know so bruce can do so much with these guys so and i know that they know that so as you know a guy like Jalen green's recruitment goes longer and longer i think they'll probably start to see and realize that this is a coach who can get me to where i want to be and you know I said it before the show started when you had thrown that number out. You know, the numbers, most of the time, they don't even matter. You know, it's it's all about the, you know, the the fight that the kid has, the will to want to be better. Um, and that was clearly the case with Bryce Brown. While he didn't have the number as far as recruiting ranking goes, the, the guy was just a brilliant worker. And uh, same could have been said for Jared Harper and, and several of the other. I mean, Anthony McLemore on this year's team is the same way. You know, these guys, they work hard and they have really succeeded because they've listened and they've they've really done what was asked of them. And so it's not always about the big number. I know it excites you when you see, oh, this guy was the number two recruit and, you know, he's supposed to be a stud. Well, sometimes they just don't pan out. And the ones that were like the number – 400 recruit and they got an opportunity because somebody saw something in them they panned out you know and so that's kind of like something that I love is like that story of like the kid who didn't have the high number but somebody saw something in him where he was working hard enough to get his shot and he made the most of it yep that's that's all it takes someone to believe in you so I'm glad that you know we had that um so let's uh so this week, just a fun little tidbit here before we get into the big football thing, because uh, I know everybody's just itching at the bit for that, you know. Um, did you happen to download Disney Plus? Uh, yeah, I definitely downloaded Disney Plus at 6 a.m. last Tuesday, and I definitely um signed up for it about a month ago and i'm a huge disney fan i was at disney world in october and you know got to go to galaxy's edge and uh i'm a big disney fan dallas what about yourself i did we got it the day it came out um and it is a fantastic platform um first thing i watched was of course the best disney movie of all time peter pan um 
and whoa, it whoa whoa shots uh, shots fired at i at just woody fired and, woody and buzz are not too happy to hear that well see that's to me in a category of its own man pixar and disney that's fair that's fair i'll give you that now now if we're talking pixar toy Story's definitely up there all right i'm just so let, saying disney so let's throw out let's throw out peter pan okay and the, and the lost boys let's throw out um toy story dallas give me your top three things that you're looking forward to watching on disney plus even if you've already watched them because let's be honest i know you've spent at least 40 hours on disney plus in the last week and a half okay number one 100 fox and the hound okay um number two um would probably be i'm definitely looking forward to it because it's not on there yet would be the new lizzie mcguire okay um and then three is a tough one because there's so much good on there um because it's everything man it's everything um i, I i'm i'm gonna get a lot of hate for this um but i'm kind of looking forward to watching through the star wars section ah, because you um your boys never watched them what and my fiance loves Star Wars, and so I, I've never, I'm a Harry Potter guy, and so Star Wars was never the big thing for me. But I have always, in the back of my mind, thought, well, I'd like to watch them. So I'm going to listen. I know y'all are probably thinking I'm crazy. Um, I'm going to watch them. I'm going to start watching them, and I'm going to get through them before the last Star Wars movie comes out so I can watch it because it looks fantastic. And I also need to watch the Mandalorian too. So there's that. Okay. That's awesome. And I'm going to pick up right where you left off with number one for me. The most thing I'm most excited about for Disney plus is the Mandalorian. Oh my goodness. I'm not going to do any spoilers right now, but the end of episode one was insane. I literally had my jaw, had to pick it up off the floor. It was awesome. Um, okay. so number one, most anticipated for me, Mandalorian. Um, my second one, number two is probably going to be Beauty and the Beast. I'm a big nice. Beauty and the Beast fan. I, I just love the songs, man. Beauty and the Beast, I think has the best songs between, really? between Gaston, Gaston, my guy, and then, um, be our guest, like two of my top five Disney songs of all time. So they're, they're up there. So I'm going to put Beauty and the Beast up there. Um, and number three, I just watched this the other day. I didn't think I was going to be super excited for it, but man, it had me almost tearing up in like five minutes was up. Nice. Up was so good. And it's a Pixar movie, but, um, man, up was so good. And it, it just, it had me almost in tears. I'm only going to say almost because I'm a tough guy and I don't cry, but, mm, um, guy over here. no, seriously, I Chronicles of Narnia. Okay. That's fine. Dallas, you haven't seen Star Wars, so I don't know how much credit I need to give you. Mm, that's true. No, I'm, I'm totally kidding on you, but um, no, Disney Plus, guys, it's, it's, I know everyone's talking about it, so we're doing a little little touch on it. And it's good, man. If you haven't got into it, get into it. You know, Head out to Disney World. I'm from the West Coast, so I, I grew up, I mean, only a handful of times, but Disneyland is where I went to, and Disney World is so so much better so much more it's so big disney guy also really quick before we go into football about disney plus make sure you watch robin hood um you i'm telling you that justin also our listeners because i rewatched it i forgot how fantastic of a movie that was um 
might be the best voice acting in a animated movie I have ever heard in my life. Okay, I'm um, going to add that to my list. Just a quick little tidbit for everybody. Um, let's move into football. You know, here lately we've been going kind of on the path of let's pick a position group to talk about because, you know, in recruiting you kind of have to – there's things that you need in terms of your team and that you have to kind of recruit hard for. Some of them you have to recruit a little harder to get. Um, but today I kind of – I didn't want to go that route really because of how, I guess, the perception of our program has been the past few weeks in terms of Coach Malzahn and, and you know, kind of – you know, I'm just going to say it, you know, whether they want him around or not. And, um, you know, anybody that listens to our show or anybody that listens to our network, they know that our network are advocates for Coach Malzahn. They know that we really appreciate him for, for all that he is. And he is much more, I believe, than wins and losses. And I also believe he's much more than what we have seen. So there's that. Um I, I kind of want to just talk about the recruiting class as a whole, um, you know, as you and I kind of chalked it up before we went live. Um, you know, I, I'll say this, you know, I, if you have an opinion on Coach Gus Malzahn, that's fine. That's your right. You have every right to feel the way you do. Um, if you don't like him, that's your right. That's your prerogative. I'll be the first to tell you today that I, I am a fan of Coach Malzahn, I believe not only character wise, but I believe that he is actually a good coach. Um, and I believe that, you know, he, this season, he has kind of probably not shown everything that he's capable of. And that might be a kind of a digression that I may have with him. Um, and I think it's okay to have those. I think it's okay that it's not mutually exclusive. If that makes sense that, you know, you can have things that you kind of maybe dislike, but at the end of the day, I think that we are very blessed to have him leading our football program. And I kind of think you feel the same way, Justin. Um, I don't want to put words in your mouth or speak for you. You can do that. But um, I just feel like that even though things maybe not – maybe things didn't go as good as we thought they would this season. But at the end of the day, I think Auburn's program is set up for success um, and, and a lot of that success is going to come from his recruiting effort. Yeah, absolutely. And, and obviously that's our, our wheelhouse is, is recruiting. So we're going to talk a big part about the big, you know, spend a lot of time talking about that. Um, but just kind of echo your sentiment. You got, that's our coach. I, I believe in him. I love him. I, I think that he's the guy that's going to get us to where we want to be. I think that some of us may need to taper our expectations you know, we're not the school on the west side of the state. I don't think that uh, that should need to be said, but apparently it does. Um, if, if you're just going to live your life and compare it to somebody else's, you're never going to be happy. And so I'll leave it at that. I don't really need to say too much more. Um, you know, we are who we are, and it, it's not just wins and losses. So, yeah, I, I think you really hit it on the head there. And, and you know, it's just, to me, the comparison is silly. I mean, everybody just wants to compare apples to oranges, in my opinion. And I just, like I said, I think that, you know, he is our head coach and I support him 100%. I think that we have a lot to look forward to. Um, I think next year could be a year where we see some tremendous growth in terms of the wins and loss column. You know, I just, I think that next year gives us a more favorable schedule in terms of what 
you know, we should expect. And I think it might be, you know, a positive thing for us next season to have him uh, leading our program again. And um, that's like you said, you kind of leave it at that and just kind of speak your piece about it. But uh, the, the recruiting class, while, you know, all of this chit chat and chatter has been going on. The recruiting class has been solid. You know, the recruiting class has been firm. It's been, it's been solid. As I just said, you know, there has really not been aside from Trenton Simpson, there's not been a waiver much on, on the football recruiting side. Yeah. And you talked about um, in the episode that you were crying, I mean, not crying, (laughs) but uh, no, you talked about Jay Hardy and and I think you did a great job talking about him. You know, I I think that the big deficit that we're going to need to fill going into next year and, and let me just sidetrack here. The reason I think that so many of us are getting so uh, skewed with our perception on Auburn football right now is because, well, we've got an entire senior line. We've got an, you know, our defensive line is senior led and, um, you know, we're, I hate to say this, but offensively we're like a year behind and, and defensively we're like light years ahead of everyone else. So yeah, I think, you know, I think we're kind of just barely, you know, like two ships sailing past each other in the middle of the night, just not connecting. Um, you know, so I think that's why a lot of people, I'm, I hope that that's why a lot of people are having the frustration that they are having. Um, you know, but, you know, Jay Hardy, you know, JV and Cohen, Busky, Killian Zaire, we, we, we always recruit junior college players well. Um, you know, the defensive line, we've got some guys coming in who are, are going to, you know, like I said, in basketball, they're going to reload, you know, we don't, we're, I think that Auburn right now, especially with coach Kevin Steele, we're in, in obviously coach Rod and Garner, who is just year after year, just putting them out there, these defensive NFL prospects. But, you know, I think that's what we are getting back to is to where we're a perennial, good, great elite defense, you know? We're, so while it does kind of, it is a bummer with two guys like, Marlon Davidson and Derek Brown, who are probably going to be top 10, top 15, definitely first round draft picks um, to where we're not able to get them a championship. But um, like you said, the recruiting class is doing just fine. We're, we're solid. We've got some, some guys coming in, you know, we're going to continue to reload on the defensive side and the offense over the next couple of years led by Bo Nix is going to be, I think what everyone was really hoping that it would have been this year. Yeah, I have some friends, and I, you know, they they have said to me several times, "Well, I don't think Bo Nix is the guy." And mind you, some of these people that have said this are not Auburn fans, and I'm I'm sitting there thinking, "Well, you know, right there, your opinion's not valid to me." But I I definitely, you know, I think Bo Nix is the guy, Justin. I think Bo Nix is actually quite um, solid. He's had kind of an up and down freshman season a little bit. Um, but he's still, to me, he's one of those guys that I just believe that he will, by the time it's all said and done, I think he will be a pretty good athlete, and I think he'll be a pretty good quarterback. And um, it's one of those things where let the just bide your time, people. Got to bide some time a little bit. It ain't always going to be right out the gate what you want it to be. Um, and just in the in the case of of the program in general, it's not all it's not all on Gus Malzahn. It, it's not. I mean. There are other factors around this football program, like Justin just mentioned. You you know, you said the offensive line. When you have a five-senior offensive line, you would expect that to be stud. 
I mean, you'd expect that to be the most studly offensive line in the conference, maybe even in the nation, and they have not lived up to that, um, I would say. I, I still support them, and I still hope that they get it together. Um, but but the fact of the matter is is that they haven't really performed as well as anybody would have expected or probably that they would have expected. Um, so you kind of have to take that into consideration. And, and J.B. Grimes, that's his wheelhouse. That's his opportunity to get those guys to grow. And so that kind of falls into his lap. Um, the question is, you know, is when do you have that conversation with J.B. Grimes of, hey, we're getting kind of getting whooped up front here and uh, we kind of need to do something a little different. Um, so that that right there, that's the offensive line. I wouldn't place that on Gus necessarily and, and say that that well, I mean, he is the head coach, but that's not necessarily his, his fault. Um, we kind of need to make some adjustments there, I would think, and Part of that goes back to the recruiting cycle and, and some of the guys you mentioned, J.B. and Cohen and Jonathan Buskey are two big guys we're bringing in to kind of fill those gaps where those guys are going to be leaving. Um, and even Brendan Coffey, you know, I had mentioned him a few shows back. I really thought he would commit to us, and then a couple of weeks ago he did, and I was very glad to see that I had, you know, kind of made the right call there. Um, I was very happy about that one because he's another big guy that hopefully can come in and learn and, and maybe kind of bolster us some and help us to get better up front. And, you know, like I said, there's, there's all this blame that can be thrown around Justin and it's just not all warranted in one spot. We kind of need to kind of spread that out a little bit and, and just kind of, we need to ride. I mean, we need to ride a little bit because it's just kind of some of it's unfair criticism and not warranted at all. Yeah. I mean, you nailed it. I mean, you just delivered that perfectly, man. There's, there's so many different angles that you can take and talk about point fingers this way or that way. Guys, like that's, I don't know. That's just not, I don't think that gets you very far in life. I don't think that gets you very far as, you know, when it comes to being a successful program in, in NCAA football. Um, I, I think that, you know, like you said, there's, there's some spots where we need to improve. I think yeah. that we've, I think we've got some guys coming up in the ranks that are, uh, you know, we've got 10 seniors leaving on the offensive line. There are 10 seniors on this offensive line that have been in the rotation over the last two, three, four years. And Dallas, they, they haven't been getting it done. Um, yeah. obviously, obviously, you know, you, you you pay a guy like J.B. Grimes to get it done, and, and, we, and we haven't got it done. So you can point fingers this way. You can point fingers that way. Why don't we just band together? Why don't we just, you know, come together and, you know, be be the Auburn family, be – you know what? What we call you want to call me a sunshine pumper? That's fine. Um, you, oh yeah, same. I, I'd rather pump sunshine than gas, but um, it, it, I mean, it is what it is, guys. We're not having the season that some people were hoping that we would have, and and you know what? As an Auburn fan, um, I, I believe that we should win every game, like ninety-five to zero. That's yeah, just me. That's the that's the positivity that I have, and when we don't. You know, it, it does no good just throwing everyone under the bus, calling for jobs, calling for for eighteen, nineteen year old, twenty year olds to lose their their starting position. This and that. The sun came out the next day. You you remember exactly, and it, it'll keep coming out. And it, there's more. You know, this is probably the third or fourth mention of this this show, but there's more than just winning. There's more than just wins and losses. Um, I I think Gus is the guy to get it done. I think that. Um, you know, you mentioned some of these guys that we got coming up, three JUCO guys on the offensive side of the offensive line that we've got coming up. And then, uh, uh, 
Jeremiah Wright out out of uh, where is Jeremiah from? Selma, Selma guy, six five, three hundred thirty pounds, big guy coming in. JV and Cohen, six five, three hundred pounds. Um, I think that uh, you know, just going back to it, we've got one guy on the offensive line who's been in the rotation this season who's going to be coming back, and he's just recently started to get some good playing time on the offensive line, Nick Brahms. Um, so he'll be a. I think he'll take over that starting center spot next year. And we've got some guys who are going to come in right away and they're going to perform. And, um, you know, so be positive, be, have, have some optimism. There's still a chance for us to win 10 games. And I don't think it's, it's, uh, you know, too far off that we can, that we will win 10 games in 10 games with the schedule that we have. And, you know, again, I'm not just making excuses, but we've got a tough schedule. Our losses sure. are to, We've lost the number one, four, 11, 10, whatever it is. Um, you know, so let's just pump the brakes a little bit. Let's stop calling for people's jobs. Let's band together. Uh, let's come together. Let's get it done. We'll figure out how to get it done. And I'll go on record to say this. Auburn right now, recruiting-wise, is eighth nationally in the country for the 2020 cycle. They're fifth in the SEC. What think, does that, about that? Yeah, what does that tell you? I mean, come on, guys. Like, we're going up against the best of the best. That's why guys want to come to Auburn. And yes, there is an expectation that we win and we find a way to get it done. But I mean, we're playing the top, we're playing NFL draft picks left yeah. and right. You're eighth nationally in recruiting, but you're fifth in your own freaking conference. I mean, listen, I'm going to go on record today and say this. Gus Malzahn has, in my opinion, he's got the toughest job in the country. He has the toughest coaching job in the country. And I will say that. And I, I think I can say that with all sincerity. I think it is the toughest job, coaching job in the country right now. Yep. You're two and a half hours either way from Georgia and Alabama. It's, it's, and, and, you know, what, what's starting to, what I'm starting to realize is that there's a certain contingency of the fan base that we're just not going to, you're just not going to be happy regardless. Yeah. I mean, you, you're, you're coaching against, arguably the greatest coach of all time right now. And so I just don't think Gus has an easy job and, and he's not paid to, but the thing is, is you, you've got to, like Justin said, cool the engine a little bit there. Cause I, I have some sympathy with him there because it is, it is in my opinion, the toughest job in the country. Um, it has been fun, Justin, let's wrap things up. We've gone, you know, a pretty good bit here today. And, and I think we had a lot on our mind to, to kind of cover and everything, but uh, I am looking forward to the next time we get to meet up and talk recruiting. Um, it'll be after Thanksgiving. I hope everybody has a fantastic Thanksgiving and holiday season, including you, my friend. Thanks, Dallas. I appreciate that, brother. Uh, you're a great person. I, I love doing the show with you. ETC Network has made this a ton of fun for us. So definitely looking forward to getting back on the mic with you. Uh, like Dal said, everyone, enjoy your Thanksgiving. Be with your family. Give thanks. Um, that's what it's all about, being being with family, giving thanks. So, um, Dallas, go ahead. Let's wrap it up. Uh, yeah, thanks again to the ETC Network for uh, delivering this podcast. Um, we're, we're very thankful for that. Um, so, social media, um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, dham4au. Um, that'll be the number four um that you'll have to put in for that and uh so yeah let's uh let's wrap things up um again happy thanksgiving everybody and uh war eagle war eagle
Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to e2cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?